1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's. Israel, Joel Elkanen. Busy day. Uh, several companies must have gotten the same memo that today or yesterday are the days to announce some CEO shakeups. We have shakeups at Disney, shakeups at uh, Salesforce, and MasterCard. So we'll talk about all those. Uh, shake-ups and what that means going forward. Earnings, a lot of earnings. TJX just out seconds ago. We'll also talk about Toll Brothers and Woes and Papa John's and Salesforce and Space, of course, Virgin Galactic, uh, Smile Direct Club. So a lot of earnings to get you uh, today, plus uh, major, major volatility overnight in the S&Ps. We'll talk through that. Our guest today at 8.35 will be joined by Kevin Davey from KJ trading systems and he'll tell us how his algos are working in this market joel tell us what happened here it was a wild overnight session there. yeah what you see what you see is not necessarily what
2: you get uh big all range overnight uh we were we floated up and made a high of 31 that's only a 20 handles from where we're trading, and then at 3 o'clock, 3.15, not seeing any news. They pulled the rug out from this market, and uh, we went all the way down to 30.91. Yes, folks, we did pierce 3,100, went to 30.91. That takes us back to some levels that we saw in early December. And then those buy the dippers just got up and started buying, 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 and now we are green on the session by six and a half handles. Uh, the close from yesterday—I wish I could tell you that was a good number, but we've traded through it so many times. That's uh thirty-one, thirty-two, fifty. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, it's, take out that pre-market high of thirty-one, fifty-eight, fifty, folks. If you found support there yesterday above that level yesterday, then it will act as resistance, but we cut through that like a silly putty. So we'll see what happens. But right now, well, well off the lows in the morning and just you know, going back into recent memory, a lot of times, you know, the higher the moves or the low of a recent move is made during that pre-market or after hours trading so you never get a look at it but uh here we are i guess the best number i could give you for the uh, day is um along with the closest mid-range is 31.25
1: so we haven't had an overnight quite like that in a while is that just follow through from yesterday and the day before Oh, man,
2: I, yeah, I mean, I guess so. I just, I don't know. I mean, it also coincided with the closing of the European markets uh, and they were probably weak, but man, you know, if you, if you have some size out there and you're trading and you want to move the markets, I mean, there, there is good liquidity out there, but if you're a big, bad, you know, trader, you know, both directions, you can move the market and uh, that's exactly what happens. So um, like I said, Few, a lot of times, the high and lows and moves are made at um, you know in those overnight sessions. Uh, but I always keep track of quarterly numbers. Don't usually get to see them uh, very often. Uh, a quarterly, a quarterly high. Well, obviously, we took that out by quite a bit. A quarterly low. We're a ways from that, but we did, uh, or the quarterly close, we're well below that. But um, I did have a quarterly number at thirty-one. Uh, 12. We did take that overnight. We didn't get a shot yet at yesterday. So if I do see that, I think that would be something that I'd be willing to, you know, take a, you know, a longer term position on the long side and try and hold it with a little bit more generous of a stop. But I don't know, unless you were up last night, uh, you didn't get an opportunity at that thirty-one twelve. And if you did, you probably weren't feeling too good when it went to thirty-ninety-one. Uh, but, um, anyways, uh, we've got other news to cover.
1: Oh well, yeah. I, I just have one more question. It, the fact that we're significantly off those lows, uh, what does that do for you, for your mindset right now? Or, or what or, does what, it do? for? Or, mindset? Or, or what does that tell you?
2: Uh, it tells me that I'm glad I didn't load up short, you know, yesterday because you know, the, you know, I covered some stuff near the close. So I'm glad because, you know I'd be like, "Oh, you know, it would have been the opportunity to cover it thirty ninety one um so just from a, a trade perspective uh you know it's positive i mean, I want positivity, I know i you know I've been a bear, been a bull, been a bear you know been a bull, but you know this is a kind of situation where it's more than that you know it's uh it's about a potentially bad international situation, and holy mackerel." The CDC didn't help things yesterday.
1: Well, yeah, and I and I did. I wanted to address that a little bit here. Uh, so obviously, CDC press conference was the major catalyst yesterday uh, for uh, the weakness in the markets. Uh, they had a press conference in the afternoon, and uh, they they were they were pretty alarming uh, in in their in their word choice. They said that we need to straight up prepare for. Uh, a a pandemic this is dr. Nancy uh, Messonnier. she she was the the, the woman speaking uh, we need to prepare for it to hit America it's not if it's when it's how um, and I saw a lot of people on um, on Twitter or a, few, a number of people on Twitter saying that this was this is alarmist rhetoric this is irresponsible of the CDC uh, to say these things uh, when they're the, not what the vast majority of cases are still in mainland China it's affecting a, a, a minute minute. Fraction of the global population, uh, and I saw that, and I, I I couldn't help but think, well, what's the alternative to them saying for, for the CDC being as alarmist as they were? Right, they either um, come in and they are overcautious, and they and it's not as bad as they said it might be, and it turns out uh, in hindsight that that they were too cautious, or They are not cautious enough, and it's worse than they indicated and were caught unprepared and flat-footed. I just – I I would prefer that uh, it was the former. I'd I'd rather uh, the authorities uh, be more uh, cautious and be a little bit more alarming if that's what it takes uh, than, than, uh, than if they undersold the severity uh, of this thing. And just, and just to follow through a uh, point that uh, um, Brent is slacking me right now, but he had a great point overnight. We had the headline out of San Francisco that San Francisco uh, declared a local uh, state of emergency, even though there is no confirmed cases yet. Uh, there are a number of people who they think could have it. Uh, so I would, I would just, I would, I'm not upset or anything by what the CDC said. I, I, I everyone's saying that they were, they were uh, fear mongering Consider the alternative, which is worse: is that they they undersell it, and turns out it's way worse than anyone could have predicted. And I'd rather that not be the case. So th- that's where I stand on this.
2: I guess the I guess the one thing to me, I mean, their about their comments is you know it, their comments are their comments, and there's nothing you can do about it. But you know their comments a week or so ago, where you know China's doing a great job containing it. So.
1: Well, you know, that, well, that's not the case turns out.
2: That's not the case, <laughs> and um, a lot of different factors here. We just gotta, we just gotta start testing. You know, here in the United States, get you know verifiable tests. Check the, you know, check what the cases are, and then you know move on from there. If not, it's all you know speculation, and you just have to take the situation uh, uh, day by day, and that's what we're you know trying to do here.
1: Right, and something else I want I want to bring up. I saw this from uh, Tracy Alloway at at Bloomberg. Uh, sure. she, she brought up an interesting point. So, if we do go into like market correction territory, uh, because of coronavirus, is is this a confirmation of the inverted yield curve signal we got last year? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. I mean, scared. see, see, like the, it's it, it's this is the point, right? There are all these warning signs that there could be. And every warning sign under the sun, but we we will never see it coming. We'll never see the reason for the crash coming. Not saying there will be a crash, but like if there is, it would be caused by a a virus. Who could have seen that coming last year, right? Oh
2: man, oh man. I mean, and I think we've discussed this before. I think maybe as early as Friday when we had Ben Lichtenstein on. We taped that interview. you know you had the internet bubble right, and that right. that caused a correction, and then you had the financial crisis, and that caused a correction so you know if you were looking for you know what 's the catalyst, a lot of times I said you know I always said you don 't know what the catalyst is exactly. right and here and here you have the catalyst it right. 's a little different kind of catalyst you know than a financial sure. crisis or sure. or an internet bubble it, it's um, it's a it 's an unknown catalyst, and that that 's the thing that makes uh you know, makes it a little bit scarier. Also, you know, the the way the market act, reacted immediately, um, I think really put some people through the wringer because it basically, in the early part of January, just went straight up. Um, so anybody, you know, with, you know, short positions, you know, initially, like myself, and I know Dennis had some that were more shorter term. You were early. They were early. You know, they were no good. Um, you know, luckily I had a few later dated ones on, but, you know, the timing, you know, timing is everything in the market. And I think the market's initial reaction to rally, like it did in February, I think, really, if you look at it from where we were at in February, uh, or, you know, late January, when this, you know, took place, you know, we are below that level. But the thing that seems like we're so much, you know, you know, much you know, down further is that we had this unbelievable rally afterwards. So when you put things into comparison, where we were when initially happened to now, yeah, we're down. But if you look where we're down after that, you know, just absolutely baffling rally. Yeah, then we're down quite a bit more. So a lot of lot of different factors at and. Uh, when I was on the Coraline economic report yesterday, this, you know, I say the same thing, you know, where are you at in your, um, you know, investing, you know, horizon, you know, if you're older, if you're 80 or you're get ready to retire, you have a kid going to college or you want to buy a house or a car or something, you have to look at it differently. A young buck like you, you know, buy the dip, you know? Um, exactly. That's so there's a lot of, you know, it's hard to say, Oh, should I buy this dip? Well, well, yeah. If you're 69, you're getting ready to retire. You know, yeah. it's a different. You know, there's different investment vehicles out there, and everyone has to do it to fit their own their own time right. horizon and their own tolerance for pain.
1: Right, and trading different than investing. Obviously, uh, Michael Batten had a great point yesterday. If, as an investor, if 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 you're really freaked out right now then you probably have too much risk. And if you're not freaked out, then you can take some more risk. So something to keep in mind as an investor, trading is obviously a whole different beast. Let's get to some of the individual moves here, Joel. A lot of them.
2: One question I would just want to, from the chat, thoughts on margin calls. Yeah, I think you probably already had quite a few here um already so there is that you know that impact you know on the open uh but like a lot of times you know that stuff is they blow people out in their day so Mm -hmm. not as much of a margin i just looked here what happened to is there news out on smile direct club yeah earnings holy toledo
1: yeah i to go there we can go there (sighs) yeah i mean let's go there right now i'm making you smile No, not this morning. Losses were a lot wider than expected. They lost 25 cents per share last quarter. They were supposed to only lose nine cents per share. At least that was the estimate sales light, 197 versus $199 million. So a a slight miss on the sales, a big miss on the earnings. Uh, They guided that their sales for the year would be slightly above $1 billion, which was also a little bit light uh, compared to the estimate there. So, uh, and we, we're seeing this now with a lot of the IPOs from last year. They're, we're, we're focusing on profitability. How can we make money eventually? Uh, Uber said so in their report. They'll be profitable sooner rather than later. That set the tone. Lyft didn't say anything about that. Smile Direct Club, loss is winding, going in the wrong direction.
2: Yeah, so where are we at here? We're in the vicinity of all time. Nope, not yet. Uh, I'll give you a number, 759, that's the all-time low, that was a monthly low in December, that was backed up by a monthly low in November, it's 770, uh, and where do we get to, uh, pre-market low comes in at 818, so it's pretty close to that area, um, you've bounced a little bit, but uh, there's your major support. Uh, since making that low, it's had a trouble getting over eight dollars. So maybe seven to eight, or you know, seven seventy to um, I don't know where it could go on a rally here. Uh, but definitely pre-market low is above the all-time low, so that's good news for Smile the Direct Club shareholders. If uh, analysts good news.
1: analysts totally out to lunch on this one. Uh, of the whatever dozen ratings, they're pretty much all buy outperform overweight uh with the exception of of one or two so aren't
2: those guys hands kind of tied though with the uh you know if you're doing the uh you know the ipo you know what i mean are you gonna come out and do an ipo on something and say something bad about it i am not
1: sure the underwriters sure but uh, yeah the ipo Heather was, Alice. the ipo is how many months ago now i mean i think it's. Hmm. Time- I think it's time to move on from that as as, as a reason for your radio IPO was in September. Okay. It wasn't that long ago, but. You know know what you can say on this one? I mean,
2: from the IPO, this thing kind of said like, stay away. Right. From like the first, almost from the first day of trading. So, you know, there's a pattern before going into this. And then you had that crazy rally doubled in 2020 and then, I don't know where was that on the retracement, but, uh, you know, if you want to, if you know, if you were waiting to get into this thing, you might get an opportunity here near the all time low.
1: Well, that's, that's for sure. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's, let's go on to move on to just away from the earnings for a second. Let's just talk a few of these, uh, these changes at the top of companies, starting with Disney, obviously mm-hmm. is that's the big news of the day, uh, here on wall street, Bob Iger out, uh, surprisingly, uh, I guess the timing was, was was surprising, and the fact that it's effective immediately was also surprising. So Bob Iger has stepped down. Finally, as the CEO of Disney, he had pushed back his retirement a number of times. He is now moving to the uh, executive chairman role, and Bob Chapek, who was the head of their parks, is now the new CEO of Disney. Uh, we've talked about this one before and uh boy oh
2: boy was this, when was this announced spencer was this announced after the close
1: it was yes
2: wow because i mean this thing had a i mean i know the market I'm trying to think what the market did yesterday as far as gapping up or gapping down um but boy gap down yesterday and kept on going lower continuing here uh in the pre-market disney where'd we get to uh, we got to one twenty one hundred one at your pre market low. We're off that area. Use that as a potential, you know, potential area of support. Yeah. Also, you got that big old gap to fill in this one from the original announcement. Oh, that's getting eerily close. One seventeen eighty six, folks. That will fill the gap. April eleventh. I know that was a long time ago. I was waiting for it to fill that gap. May finally get the opportunity there. So if you've been waiting for that, you know, for the stock to come in from that area, one seventeen eighty-six to one twenty-six thirty-six, if uh, you know, if that's your, your objective on that, a gap fill.
1: Uh that was that was the Disney Plus gap. That yes, was the, that yes. was the announced Disney Plus.
2: Yes. Yep. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Uh so there you go. If you're looking for a reset ad, I mean, the other thing too, I mean, just the timing of, uh, you know, of this, um, of this announcement and, you know, Disney's definitely in the crossfires here, uh, with amusements parks all over the place, Mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, that that's going to be, you know, they're impacted by that as well.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not one to subscribe to any particular conspiracy theory that he's doing this because of, of, of any current events, uh, it, it, it makes sense. The explanation makes sense that you know, Disney Plus is out now. They've completed this, the acquisition of Fox. The, those are the, the two major uh, shakeups that are two major things that have happened to the company in recent years. So it's it's a, as good a time as any, perhaps. And you know, yeah. I mentioned he has put How that- old is he? Uh, gosh, if I had to guess, I would say he's 67. I'm going to Google there right now. That's funny. Okay.
2: And he's been there for how long?
1: I mean, he's yeah. 69 years old. So yeah, I pushed back his retirement at, you know, at least three or four times. So, you know, that's why, that's why I said about time. He has, he has indicated this desire for a while uh, and I guess it, it was a bit of a shock to happen, you know, in one day like that. Um, but that's the way it goes sometimes. I do want to also get to Salesforce CRM. They reported earnings after the close, so I guess I'll give you those numbers and also tell you what happened at uh, the top of their C-suite. Uh, Salesforce reported uh, Q4 adjusted EPS of 66 cents versus a 55 cent estimate. sales 4.85 versus 4.75 billion dollars they are raising their sales guidance for uh the fiscal year 2021 we haven't seen a guidance raise, i feel like for a hot second especially uh in this market but they're raising their sales guidance uh for the year their eps guidance for the year came in above estimates uh and the other news is that the uh co-ceo keith block has stepped down Leaving Mark Benioff in charge of the company.
2: Ooh, so the old double uh, C-suite exit, huh? That's uh, that's interesting. Uh, Boom. boom. Oh, that was in Disney. That I saw that I mixed things up. Uh, Well, your low, your initial spike low in CRM uh, came in at one seventy one fifty, and they've got a nice bounce on it. I think at this point. 171.50. Don't know if we're going to get back down that low. Uh, You did get a pop-up to 180. This is called that 180 uh, minor resistance. Uh, If the thing starts to go into motion, not bad numbers. Uh, We're trading below the two-day low, 178.79. With this one, man, it's had such a major rally here. This 177.30 is where everything really kind of emanated from on that one run up to 195. So I'd say on this one, I just thought that this area, the way it went through 165 to 175 in one, two, three, four days, I don't know, hard to find a spot in there if you're a little bit more patient uh, over the next you know, week 10 days, uh 164.45 uh was your January eighth low, and your low for the year was one sixty-three
1: fifty-eight. And then last one is MasterCard. They announced uh late yesterday that uh their president and CEO uh, Ajay Banga he is taking the role as chairman and their chief product officer Michael uh I guess Maybach is now the new CEO of MasterCard.
2: Right, I just wanna say we're we got a nice little rally going up here, uh, up ten handles at uh, thirty-one forty-two and a quarter. So see market seems to be uh breathing a sigh of relief, much closer to the high of the pre-market session, thirty-one fifty-eight fifty than we are of that low of uh thirty ninety-one. Uh MasterCard, real bad two days. Four days ago, the stock was at an all-time high. Um now it's in retreat. This one, not too much off the pre-market low. Uh, Pre-market low is, let me see, what is that? So much red on here. I see 294.05, is that it? And so that was the low, yeah, right on the initial news. Uh, That went down to 294.05, and then you popped up a little bit here. Uh, So a little bit of a rally. Minor resistance at 301.50. Uh, series of lows. I mean, you've come this close to 300. Um, you have a bunch of lows at, uh, three double 51, not, not a bunch, but 300. Are we already, we're already below that, aren't we? Man, these things. Yeah, we are below 300. So 300 will be a psychological, uh, resistance level and use the pre-market lowest support, uh, below that looks like 290 would be an area of support and this like for these kind of days too and this i was noticed this yesterday in the e-minis and stuff if you put stuff out there you know good or bad you're gonna get lifted or you're gonna get hit the market's looking for liquidity so a lot of times these kind of situations if you're trading something that don't have a necessarily a level in mind throw it out at the half and whole numbers and uh you're going to get done. There's a lot of volume trading there. So if you're stuck on something or you want to get in something, put your order out there. You're, you're going to get hit on it. There's a lot of liquidity. All
1: right. Let's get to this TJX report because uh, don't look now, but they're they're making back almost all their losses for the past couple of days in the market session here. And it was a good report for TJX as I pull the chart up on the screen here. Uh, Q4 EPS, 81 cents versus 77 cent estimate sales of 12.2 versus $11.83 billion. Comps up 6% year over year. Uh, their guidance was good for the uh, the quarter and for the fiscal year. They're also raising their quarterly dividend by 13%, announced a uh, 1.75, to a $2.25 billion buyback. So, Earnings beat, sales beat, div raise, buyback, guidance good, (laughs) all good.
2: Uh, Well, this, of all the charts uh, that we've looked at and all the issues we've discussed, this is probably the easiest one to analyze from uh, from a technical formation. People took the beats in it yesterday, right? And here you are. Getting right back up at that area. So right near the all-time high. Uh your two-day high, sixty-three ninety-two. Uh just sixty-four. I mean, look at all these daily high folks. 389, 388, 392. Then the all-time high at 6430, and then 6392. You dip the 5962 yesterday. You're already through the 50% retracement. Ah, uh, you know, if you're worried about this one, I mean, let's see what happens. If it if it breaks out over 64 and just keeps on going, great for those those shareholders. But man, overhead supply perhaps coming into this one. Good report. You just want to see it open up, clear 64, 64 and a half, 65. But boy, oh boy, that like I said, that this one nice setup here, strong stock. People getting a lot of losses back from yesterday. Anybody that was buying to the dip into the report right now, the pre-market high is uh, 63.57. And, you know, the other reason, when you see those kind of highs, like in the same area, four, five, six days in a row, that doesn't tell you that mom, paws are getting out of this thing. That's telling you that large shareholders are getting out of the stock. That there's, you know, they're just saying, I want out around 64 but if I put, you know, it's a kind of a thinner stock. So if I put out, let's see, how many how many shares does this thing trade? Nah, it trade's five, six million, traded eight million yesterday. So, you know, if you want to work yourself out of a half a million, a million shares, you know, you got to be pretty coy about it. So let's see if we can mop up that 64 seller and keep on going. That was an easy one, Spencer. Give me more charts like that.
1: I can't control the charts, Joel. Sorry.
2: Oh, um, you control everything else that office.
1: Okay. Uh, Let's go to Virgin Galactic here, SPC. I I should rephrase. I can control the charts I show. I can't control what those charts say. Uh, Virgin Galactic here, uh, first quarter as a public company, uh, earnings per share, they lost uh, $0.37 last quarter uh, versus a $0.19 loss estimate. Revenue came in at around $530,000 dollars versus 1.78 million dollars so these are really small numbers here uh you know for for what is a a pretty new company they also announced that they're going to resume uh space tourism or selling to the public which they've halted uh i think for the last five or six years now and this was a high flyer it's coming back down to earth here a little bit
2: I don't know. I mean, they made what six hundred k last quarter.
1: Yeah, I know. It it, it almost seems silly to talk about it, but I mean, the stock just hasn't stopped. I'm gonna
2: stick with my earlier thesis. Not that I'm out there buying it at twenty nine thirty, but two day low twenty nine ten. So that area has still been at the other low comes in at twenty eight seventy one. You talk about the stock, um, you know, holding up on a relative basis. Yesterday's low, four bucks above the previous day's low, and uh, just a carnage market. I, I mean it's holding up. That's all I can say. And we're kind of interesting here. This someone has an opinion here at 3150. So they've been support, supporting support this stock in the pre-market ever since seven fifteen, thirty-one fifty. If not, keep an eye on um, uh, on that, if not, look for uh, that $29 area.
1: That daily chart is something else, huh? All right. Uh, Toll Brothers, moving on to a less extreme, less volatile stock here this morning. Although it is it is pretty volatile here in the pre-market, they reported earnings after the close yesterday. Q1 EPS, $0.41 cents versus a $0.46. estimate. sales of $1.33 versus $1.45 billion. So a miss and a miss for Toll Brothers.
2: Tough, tough environment, and I think someone did a blanket downgrades, right, on this thing, right, Um, and on on the housing sector. Uh, Bad day yesterday, foul through here this morning, trading at the lows of the pre-market session. I would have told you 40 was the area of support, but uh, we are trading below 40, Someone wants out, and they're really putting a lot of pressure on this thing. Uh, but, boom, let me see if I can find a daily low for you. Uh, if, all right, a couple lows at uh, 39. Actually, three, four lows at 39 and 38. But uh, pretty big pretty big decline here. This, this one you want to mark to see where the pre-market low is. Big move for Toll Brothers after a big U move yesterday. I'll tell you, if I was short, I would try and find some levels to, to cover. Uh, I am not. Uh, if I was long, I don't know. That'd be a that'd be a tough situation. But chewing uh, through a lot of support here. Check that pre market low.
1: It was uh, SunTrust who had several home builder downgrades. This yes, week. just F- yeah. Uh,
2: and you know we're getting a lot of questions here about Dennis. Dennis is fine. Okay,
1: yeah. oh.
2: he he will be back on Monday. Um, he uh, he had some time off. And uh, he took it. Everything's fine. I've been talking to him and texting to him uh, every day. He misses you guys immensely, Uh, but he's in a great mood. He's doing fine, not happy about the markets and stuff. Uh but he will be back on Monday. we're getting a lot of questions. So. Yeah,
1: I I think we underestimated the level of concern. Uh yeah, yeah, we, you
2: guys you guys make fun of him so much <laughs> all the time.
1: We did not anticipate that. So we're yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. We thought you guys
2: would be happy that he was gone. But uh no, he's fine. He's sorry for any undue
1: stress that was caused. That that was yeah, yeah on our part.
2: Yeah, he did not get arrested at a dollar store.
1: No, uh, for definitely. arguing
2: with the guy um, and he he's uh uh he's not on a cruise he's in a great mood and i will tell him that you know send the love uh from right. the pre-market so now you guys better be nice to him when he gets back and quit uh no, no he's not no, st-
1: no we're not gonna tell him that no nobody missed him when he he's gets
2: not back. stuck in a he's uh he's not stuck in a lazy boy chair and it's 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 funny because you know we get everyone complains about his rants and everything and this is a, a pretty yeah unusual week uh, but uh, just Very put it cool. the triple D has his uh, his priorities um, yep, <laughs> he's, yeah he's all in good. the he, right place
1: yeah he's all good he'll be back on Monday uh, let's do a couple more before we go to our guest here let's do wo'es loW uh, out this morning uh, earnings per share 94 cents versus 91 cents. Sales 16.03 versus 16.17 billion dollars. So a uh, slight EPS beat, slight sales miss for Lowe's. They gave some EPS guidance for the year. That is in line. Actually, that was a little bit lighter than the estimate there, but a more or less in line report for LOW.
2: Okay. Uh, well, this this is what Dennis would say. If you're hitting this stock in the pre-market down at 110, then you haven't been listening to the pre-market prep show. Uh, this has been a strong stock, a great performer, and you just, you know, read the reports, whatever the tape is. I mean, just, guys, just just be careful here. Uh, so you hit 110, and now you're at 120, so... Buy the dippers out in force on this one, what's the range from yesterday? Uh, we're above yesterday's low. So I'd use a, we closed on the low here. Uh, so I, you know, maybe get a reset at 118.52. I don't know about that. Um, and then I'm not even gonna count that low from yesterday, as a, or that pre-market low is a legit, legitimate low. But I would say if you're a little concerned about this stock, you made your all-time high. Let's call it 127. Let's call it. Let's call it an eight-point move. Half of that for this 122 and a half, 123 area is halfway back. So I, you know, if you get a look at that today, uh, you know, potential resistance in that one. But uh, and Home Depot that had to give it back yesterday, right? That was just. That was not a good day to report great earnings. They really, they, that stock ended up in the red. Uh open forty six ten hit forty six ninety seven, sold off. So uh that's uh that's rebounding back today up and a buck twelve.
1: That should give you some uh some clues uh for what maybe a stock like TJX could do today, right? It's not necessarily the, what the report says, it's the day that matters. And H- HD yesterday kind of showed that. Uh let's go to our guest now, bring him on, Kevin Davy from uh, KJ Trading Systems. Kevin, good morning here. Hey guys. Uh, it's been a volatile week, Kevin, how have you been approaching things?
3: Uh, go trader. So I trade all kinds of futures just with algos that I've created. So for me, it's been pretty much business as usual, not always good, you know, obviously, especially with like the ES has been kind of crazy, but, uh, what I found with all these kind of events is once you create some strategies and you test them you just follow them and you know sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't so this week it's actually been working out pretty good so I've been pretty happy
2: uh well first of all you guys know I'm gonna like this guy because uh he went to Michigan (laughs) right number one and uh you know when you make the joke like I'm not a rocket scientist well Kevin you are a rocket scientist, right yeah tell, tell us tell us about your background
3: well, um yeah, so I went to uh University of Michigan, got my bachelor's in aerospace engineering, so that was a lot of rocket science and uh, I actually interned at uh, NASA one summer, and then uh, moved out to California and I was doing a lot of uh, work there for uh, you know all kinds of uh, defense high tech fighters. I actually did a lot of space related stuff. Uh, you know, they have like antennas, inflatable antennas that go in outer space. And so I was working on that kind of thing. So, so how uh, the
2: hell did you transition into the market?
3: (laughs) That's a great question. Well, it was, uh, always kind of a hobby for me at first. You know, I, I remember getting something in the, in the mail that said, Hey, you can make a ton of money trading futures. So, uh, that, kind of intrigued me. I was like, ooh, what's that? And uh, started investigating, and it fit really well, just examining the markets, writing strategies, testing stuff, you know, it with a, a kind of a engineering, kind of math background. Um, people like me who are into that kind of stuff just eat up market-type things, and, uh, okay. you know, it's pretty cool to put rules together and put money on the line and you know if things go right you actually make money it's
2: actually follow the rules that yeah, yeah maybe yeah. I, you're going to be working with me i have a feeling uh before we go in i know you got some charts some stuff to share with us i got to ask you um you know about uh virgin galactic i know you don't do a lot of stocks but just can you give us your overview on this one since you have experience in the markets and also in the field
3: um well, I'll admit you caught me off guard with with okay. this one. So
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, you know you know the stock though, right? SPC? Um
3: yeah, barely. I mean, I okay. don't really That's fair. I don't do a whole lot of stock stuff.
2: Okay. All right, so let's get to it. You you designed systems, right? You different time frames and stuff and uh, you put together some slides for us. Uh, Spencer, can you give him control?
1: Uh yep, Kevin can just take control actually. He can just grab the screen here in the middle. Uh, okay,
2: so I'll let you take it away and throw in. I may, may interrupt you with a few questions.
1: Okay,
3: let's see. Um,
1: right, that that middle button, that share button, and you yep. can it. And
3: show uh, got. And then I just want to move. Uh, hopefully, you guys can see it. There no we Screens go. right now. I see it. Okay. Joel yep. and Spencer, I do a lot of uh, algo building, and so this is just an example of. Uh, I have a whole bunch of systems for the mini S and P and those, uh, kind of aggregate on the left. Uh, and then I also just have the Euro currency on the right. And what I do is I just kind of put all the algos together and they just give me an overall trend. So a lot of the strategies I'll trade individually, but it's always nice to see like how they're all adding up. So for example, uh, the chart on the left just shows, uh, the mini s and p and towards the end of last week or mid last week, probably, uh, they all went from bullish you know saying, "Hey, the market's going to go up to all of a sudden warning about a bearish thing and as it turned out with this uh, all the coronavirus stuff, the market actually kind of uh fell Monday and Tuesday, but I wasn't really expecting that with the algos you know the algos just kind of suggest hey you know we got rough to, might have rough times ahead beware and it kind of turned out to work that way and then with uh you know the euro it's just been in a downtrend forever so this is a pretty boring chart but so i do this kind of thing with some of the major markets just to get a good overview and then um i have other things like for example this is kind of what I do all day. You know, I develop systems. And so here's just an example one. this is crude oil. Uh, and there's nothing real special about this algo. It's, this one's actually in development right now, but you know, I, I test it and do some optimization and do what's called walk forward testing. So you do a bunch of different things to try to bear out, Hey, did this strategy work historically? Uh, and then if it does, then you might want to put it you know, forward and say, oh, okay, hey, this is going to work uh, live. Maybe I'll try trading it. So th- this is just a, a good example. Um, I'll show you another one, which is uh, actually code. Just let me
2: hop in here for a second. Sure. So how many, how many systems will you run on the e-mini? How many different systems?
3: Um, I have run up to about 10 or 12 at a time. And um I scaled back a little bit from that. And the reason is a couple of years ago I was running, I think it was in early 2018, I was running a whole bunch of them. And wouldn't you know they all decided to go long right uh towards the end of January in 2018, right before the market kind of crashed. And so then I kind of went back and said, ooh, you know, maybe I'm just a little too correlated sometimes with all these systems. Um so now I'm down to uh, probably like three or four at any one time because I'm really. Time frames.
2: What, what's your time frame? Um,
3: I do daily bars, uh, 60 minute bars, uh, 240 minute bars. I actually have some. Here's an example, one of uh, for the mini S&P that's down to five minutes. So it actually works off five minute bars and it uh, usually gets out the end of the day. Sometimes it holds overnight.
2: I don't know if you want to give away any of the secret sauce here, but uh, we're getting a question. What variables you favor for your algos?
3: Um, I, I look at anything. So, for example, this particular strategy, uh, which I actually just give away if people are interested it uses uh, opening range and it's mm-hmm. just a, a simple pattern based on opening range.
2: What opening range? Are you more focused on the 6 p.m. opening range? And, uh, or do you do you, do you incorporate the data from the overnight sessions?
3: Um, this particular system does not. So this one, uh, you can kind of see up in the upper corner, it says ES.D. This is TradeStation. Yep. It's a daily... Uh, bar so it, it only works on the stock market day session so 9:30 a.m. to 4:15. So this particular system just looks at the first couple bars of a new stock market session, you know, just the traditional session. I do have other systems that will look at overnight, some that almost always just trade overnight. You know, it's kind of a mix. And if you're algo trading, that's one of the things you're looking for. You're trying to get systems that do different things and react differently you know you don't want all trend following mini s&p systems because then you get into trouble where hey they all go long and then you're like oh man i got too much risk on so i try to mix it up and uh, get uncorrelated systems that's the real key i think with trying to do like this algo trading and you can do it because you automate them and then you know, you don't have to be watching all these different charts all the time, so that's the nice part.
2: That's the nice thing about it. Um, how's the slippage been, uh, over the last few days?
3: Um, I don't trade like every single day with every single system, so I haven't really noticed I agree too much. Um, I was running some actually a test system on the micro mini SP yesterday, and uh, I was expecting. Just what you said, you know a lot of slippage I was just entering with market orders i was I was running a test strategy, and uh believe it or not, I was actually getting positive slippage over like four or five trades you add them all up sometimes you know the slippage was hurting, but a couple of times it was I was getting like half point better fills than what I thought I should be getting so uh that was pretty neat. that doesn't happen every day
2: <laughs> no yeah i i I've noticed that too I mean obviously with limit or i mean I, you know, getting some positive price improvement on limit orders, you kind of surprised when when you get that. Um, but if you put in marketable limit orders, so is this uh, Rob Hood's asking here? Uh, does this system work with? Can like if someone has a different trading platform, or is this specific to TradeStation?
3: Um, this one and the one I I give away is actually. Uh, I give you TradeStation code or everything, but I also explain the rules in plain English. So, uh, you know, people would just have to convert it. Uh, and that's, I do a lot of that myself. So I'll find something in a, another, uh, somebody wrote in another language. As long as I can get it in plain English, I can convert it. So, uh, you know, that that unfortunately is what you have to do if you're not using TradeStation. Uh,
2: and uh, your site here, uh- I think I'd had it up here on the dock. I took it off. So people are asking what your site is so they can take a look at some of your work.
3: Okay. It's uh KJ trading systems.com. And uh, yeah, you can always Google my name, Kevin Davey. I'm, I'm pretty, I think I'm the most popular Kevin Davey in the world. So not that there's that <laughs> man, not that many of us, you know, but, uh, and you can also, uh, if you do that on YouTube, I have tons of videos on you on my YouTube channel. So people can look there too. Do you, uh, do you ever override your systems? I try not to, um, and it usually bites me. So I'll give you a couple examples. Sure. Uh, big events. Uh, the Brexit vote, I stayed in my systems and got hammered. But then <laughs> by the end of that week, I had gotten everything back and more. So it paid to stay in it. Uh, and then the Trump election... Uh, just that overnight, I was way down. But by the morning, I left all the systems running. It was back to normal and and everything, all those losses had kind of evened out. Um, so I like to just follow the systems. Now, I, a lot of people can't do that because they start to get nervous. So like now would be a great nervous time for people. Oh, I'm going to turn off my uh, ES systems and uh, I'm going to double my gold systems you know, because gold is going crazy. Well, the problem is with a lot of these algos, you don't really know what they're gonna do, how they're gonna react. Uh, some of you do, but a lot of you don't. So it's usually better just to stick with it. The only time I'll turn systems off um, is if I test them that way in the first place. So let's say I created a, a mini S&P algo that never traded Fed announcements that you know cut out beforehand. The way I would test it is go back, find all the Fed announcements and make sure I went flat you know, 15 minutes before and stayed out until maybe the next day. That's the only time I would try to work news into it because otherwise uh, it gets really hard to try to uh, avoid news.
1: All right, Kevin Davies site is KJ Trading Systems. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks guys. I loved being here. All right. All right,
2: we'll get you back again soon.
1: All right. Thanks, you guys. Right. Have a good one. All right. Uh, I do want to talk about Beyond Meat here. Uh, oh,
2: yeah. I just missed that question. Did, oh, is Kevin, are you already gone?
1: Yeah. No, you got. gone.
2: Yeah. Oh, man, because I wanted to ask him about Bitcoin, and RCLXOR oh, was right. asking about that, too. Ah,
1: right, we'll so, get him back uh, again. Yep. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him back, and we'll get his thoughts on Bitcoin. Uh, Beyond Meat here, this was a match uh, made in Hipster Heaven, uh, Starbucks, <laughs> Has announced they're adding uh, uh, Beyond Meat products uh, to all of their Canadian stores. It'll be a Beyond Meat uh, sandwich, uh, I guess. So starting March third, Beyond Meat available in Starbucks in Canada. I remember, I remember when McDonald's was it McDonald's. Yeah, McDonald's that had their Beyond Meat partnership, and we said we were going to go there uh, and try them with Dennis, and then we found out that they weren't offering them uh, near Den- near Dennis's. Um, locations uh but i would like to go across the border and uh try these in starbucks now
2: what have we been doing here in beyond meat i haven't really been keeping an eye on it too much it looked itchy it looked like it wanted to break out and then it got hit got hit with the market again uh trading up in the pre-market session here we did we did sneak over uh, 117, uh, getting to 11863. Pull back a little bit. Um, I think with this one, what was your high? Uh, you got nothing there. You got nothing. 11680. So you're opening up into yesterday's high. You have the market going with you a little bit in your favor. I think already up six sticks. You want to see it clear that 11680. Get above 117 and. Perhaps venture into the 120 area. Uh, boom, boom. Your three-day close was 117.45. Going on past history, uh, boy, oh boy! When this thing and they announced a the McDonald's thing, it was a uh, a big, you know, a big sell. Um, I don't know. The stock's in a lot different. I mean, it also had the uh, the overhang of a secondary at the time. Uh, but if you're a little bit more patient in this one, it's really after that move off the low, you've had a trading range in it, and uh, that trading range seems to get a little bit tighter, like 110, 122 uh, seems to encompass the range. Recent high of the move, I see a five-day high at 129. Nothing really sticking out at me in this one.
1: Let's get to some questions from the chat for the next uh If you have anything, drop them in the chats, uh, either the pre-market.benzinga.com chat or the chat on YouTube I want to get to. Revolve, RV, LV, they had earnings uh, yesterday after the close, uh, and they gave some sales guidance that was wider than estimates.
2: Trading down, getting hit pretty good, but well off the pre-market low. I can't give you much here, folks. Uh, 14.70 is your pre-market low, but that's already gone. You're already already a couple bucks off that. Rallying up, I would say your resistance will come in at the bottom of yesterday's range. 18.24. I don't know. If you ever get back up to that 18.30, 18.40 area, uh, there is a pair of lows there. Old support, uh, new resistance. Um, On this one, for support, you've taken out the 17. I don't know. Maybe, I I guess the last thing on this one, I go 14.35. Then you had a high at 21, seven-point move, three-and-a-half. 17-and-a-half, you're below that. So, I don't know. Not a good look since it's IPO. Maybe... Be super patient and wait uh, for the all-time low. The all-time low comes in at fourteen thirty-five. One monthly low, fifteen nineteen. The other fourteen thirty-five. Tough chart on that one.
1: All right. Here's a smaller uh, issue that we haven't discussed on the show before. Sonova Energy ticker is NOVA. Nova, as in Villanova. Uh, Their earnings were after the close on Monday. And uh their earnings per share was a little bit light, the sales was a little bit light as well. But let's just give an overall technical view of this one here.
3: Uh well,
2: here's a stock at all-time high, right? Or no, not quite. It was over nineteen bucks. Uh had a move off the all-time high. We hit the all-time high yesterday. 1977. You're trading at 1850. Wow, this is a wild child, huh? Let's see here. Uh, You hit, I can't give you much on this one, folks. What was the close from yesterday? The close was under $18, right? I keep an eye on that close. If it goes red, I'd be less inclined to hold on to it. If it can hold above the closing price, maybe get back up to 1977. There's actually three, three close, the old time closing high 1931, but yesterday's close 1784. So if you're buying this thing off the hop, you don't want to see it go red on the session. That's had at a nice rip here. We're starting to fall back. I think this is really going to be a seesaw day here. Maybe our highs and lows is in. We hit uh, 3149.75. Now we're back in the 3130 handle. So all over the place here. What uh, what other issues? Uh, this one's
1: have? more up your wheelhouse. Microsoft.
2: Mr. Softy. Boom, boom, boom. There was a point where it was still green yesterday. I think Spinner mentioned it. Some of the big, big stocks were still green. Uh, nice rebound here. Wow. I mean, what you want this thing to do, what's the old-time high? The old-time high is this is called 191, 1970. What did you get to yesterday? 163. So 73, 83,. Eight. Boy, that was a 30-point move. One, get back up to 178, 180. That would take back half of that move. That would also be a gap fill. You need a gap filled. Oh wow, we're way down here in Microsoft. I don't know. I mean, if the this thing better start ripping earlier. I think you got some more downside on this one. Did show some good relative strength yesterday, so that's a good thing. Your two day low. What? Wait, what was low yesterday? 167.65 60, While well, your previous day low was a. Uh, one sixty three twenty three, so good relative strength, uh, man. Just this had such a monster run, even in two thousand twenty. Uh, but take a look at that, that two day low. You don't want to see it breach that at one sixty three twenty three. Not reacting great here. Uh, so I don't know if a uh, uh, rebound is eminent here in Mister Softy.
1: What about Ford?
2: Oh, what a what a what a pig, huh? Yeah. Hi, this this stock, man. I guess we should use the Lions indicator, right? Um, the what? Lions. <laughs> Detroit Lions. Since
1: oh, oh, Ford. oh. I was not getting that reference.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, Ford. <sighs> Making a new 10 uh, year low, 20 year low. Bob, uh, well, you're at your the, low.
1: How far back do we got to go here? Uh, I'm on the monthly.
2: Uh, I'm going back to '09. Oh, Jesus, 711. Uh, maybe hold out for that. Uh, up seven cents. That was your low in uh, November. Th- in November, uh, this is one where you say, "Hey, I'm buying it for the dividend." Well, you're getting crushed on this because you know it's wiped out the percentages of its uh, you know, whatever the dividend pays. Man, that yield must be getting way way up there on that uh
1: yeah need to do something i had looked at this chart for a hot second i didn't realize it was getting this bad but wow
2: yeah they hit it off it gapped and you know usually it uh you know it shows a little bounce but this gap down after earnings and just kept on going probably some institutional size maybe at seven bucks what was the low from yesterday uh, low from yesterday was 722. So there's probably size all over, this, all over the place. I just need some. They just had a change in the C suite, too, right?
1: Uh, it was about a year ago now, I want to say.
2: I mean, you can't uh, batch means you can accumulate shares in the dividend, capture, and then buy and sell. But I mean, this thing is like, what's the yield on this thing now? I mean, the, the, that strategy works until they cut the dividend. And then all the funds that are in for the dividend uh you know end up uh peaking The, the, it yield, out.
1: Is, the yield is eight percent.
2: And the same thing for GM. I mean, holy moldy, government motors here just sliding. This is coming back to uh the lower end of its trading range, just while we were looking at that stock. Uh it where did uh we got the thirty one forty six in December of two thousand eighteen and we're right back here right now. Thirty fifty six was your October two thousand eighteen
1: low. All right. Uh let's look at a couple of energy names quickly. We were asked about uh N phase and next era. So ENPH and NEE. Uh,
2: wow, this N phase, this this is uh uh solar, right?
1: Yep. Well they both uh, are. They both are. Okay.
2: Uh, for this one, I mean, you had the gap and go after earnings, and now you're coming back down. Uh, Forty-seven thirty would be my my uh, pressure point here, uh, because that would leave you down to a six buck gap. So everyone that bought it after, uh, you know, earnings had three days of appreciation. Rang the register yesterday, so I just don't like to see that gap area of uh, six bucks in a stock like this has had such a huge run. And then NEE, yeah, uh, holding up. This thing has just been a absolute machine. Uh, looking at that, you're looking. It's trading down today. I see some support here at two fifty five. Or no, that's not 255. Man, these higher price stocks makes it more difficult. I would say I would not really be too concerned about this one on the downside unless it like pierced 260, 262 on a closing basis. Uh, then it leads to the lower 250s. But, you know, great run. I mean, held up, actually it's held up pretty well over the last week. So that's showing some pretty good relative strength.
1: Uh, just looking ahead to the after-hours uh, session here on Who's Reporting. Square is the big one. Uh, Etsy also reporting. I see Sarepta on the list, a number of big names. Square is probably the, the headline report of today's uh, after-hours session. L Brands also due to report uh, after the close today a lot. Booking.com is a big one. Marriott, so uh, <sighs> a number of big names here.
2: I would caution, you know, and I think we've talked about this when Triple D, uh, you know, was on, you know, airline stocks are, are a battleground here until this uh virus is, uh, you know, we get to the bottom of it, Uh, your hotel stocks, your yep. your gaming stocks, Travel. Um, you know, that, that's one thing about that, you know, the, the virus as opposed to like a financial crisis is that this cuts across so many different Cross sections of the economy, you know, restaurants, tour, you know, anything involved in tourism, um, uh, cruise lines, I bet you those cruise lines are still under pressure. So, um, you know, you just got to just got to be cautious on, on those stocks that are caught in the crosshairs of this virus.
1: All right, uh, that will be it for our show. You can always catch the podcast of it on whatever podcast platform you like or we watch our show on YouTube. Thanks to our guest today, Kevin Davey. Thanks to all of you in our chats, everyone who, who participated. We like it, we love it, we appreciate it. Um, yeah, give us a call, 734-494-0246. Email us, com. Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone, have a great rest of your Wednesday. Hope you're not snowed in like we are in Detroit. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of snow here. A little bit, yep. And we'll be back with you on Thursday.